radio transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. Sunday, it was a Sunday, and I went to walking down the moor. Followed a brown hair, he'd never been there where I'd never been before. The things that I saw, I never saw before, and I hope I'll never see again. The things that I saw, I never saw before, and I hope I'll never see again. Sunday, it was a Sunday, and I went to walking through the mist. Followed a robin, she sang a sorry song I've never heard before or since. The things that I heard, I never heard before, and I hope I'll never hear again. The things that I heard, I never heard before, and I hope I'll never hear again. Sunday, it was a Sunday, and I went to walking down the moor. Followed a brown man, he'd never been where I'd never been before. The things that I saw, I never saw before, and I hope I'll never see again. The things that I saw, I never saw before, and I hope I'll never see again. The things I saw, it was a Sunday, and I went to walk again. The things that I saw, I never saw before, and I hope I'll never see again. The things that I saw, I never saw before, and I hope I'll never see again. Hello there, and welcome to the show. This is August Donnell, still of the Deneens, reporting from the Make Me an Island archipelago today for the 50th time. Meaning this podcast series is almost as old as myself. We're the one age. Befitting such a big birthday, we've got something truly magical in store today. Those of you with better memories than my own, meaning all of you, may remember our Nullig the Mon special guest, Branwen, mentioning a mouth-watering project on her plate at the time with two long-time musical allies of hers, Anamika and Zoe Basha. Wearing my This Ain't No Disco hat, I was lucky enough to pay the same trio a visit while they were doing a residency at Kilruddery House last July, with the result that these enchanting songs written by Branwen have been lodged in my brain ever since. And my head is my only house unless it rains. You know it. Now I say trio, but I could equally have said Holy Trinity because there's more than a touch of the divine about the heavenly sound their voices make combined. These finely wrought and intricately woven arrangements are the definition of a tapestry of sound. When I last checked in with them, they didn't have a name, but last week they took to the road as Rufus Nightjar. They've kindly agreed to share some excerpts from two of the shows they just played in a couple of the loveliest places in Ireland. Levy's Bar in Ballydehob, County Cork, and in the garden of Oolala Crepery in Ennistymon, County Clare. No shortage of beauty in the surrounding hinterland, and certainly an abundance of it in the sets themselves, as you're about to hear. It has to be said that it's a tremendous honour to be debuting this spectacular project here on Make Me an Island. The stuff of dreams for us, in fact. 
I was lucky enough to bag myself a day pass to the banner for the Ennis Timon show, and an unforgettable day and night it was. If it's music you want, you know what Christy said. The time I spent with the girls in the upstairs meeting room of the nearby Salmon Bookshop and Literary Centre was also well spent. So roll up, Maradierfa, and hear all about it. First we rise and then we fall, fall if light or heavy. In the ground our roots run deep, we grow and we are ready. Oh, I leave too soon, I know, before the harvest's over. Seeing as you were on our Nolag Naman special, I, I'm going to start with you because okay. you've been a guest before. So welcome back. Thank you. Um, <laughs> could you start by maybe telling us how long has this been going on? Um, this project has been going on since uh, Idea Form. It began in March uh, as a question of, <laughs> do you guys want to do this project? And then uh, in actual physical form in September of 2020. So, uh -huh. yeah. And so, so it's been bubbling up for a while. So, yeah. so, so the physical form part of it, where did that start or how did that start? We, um, oh, it's a devil's coat horse. That's what they look like. Oh, yeah. They're like scorpions. Oh, they have yeah. the tail going back. Yeah, Actually, yeah. last week was the first time. The second one. Is, yeah. it, is there a good thing that happens when you see two in a week? <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen them for the first time this year. Um, they're really weird. They're Me kind too. of frightening. <laughs> really weird. Really yeah, frightening. They, and they're, they're such a good name as well for an insect. Yeah. They work really well on radio. Yeah. <laughs> they, look, they have great faces for radio so they, yeah. <laughs> it's coming over this way but anyway uh, so yeah it's actually quite alarming sorry I'll just try and move it out come here you little scorpion bug hey guys it's not an earwig yeah, no. it oh it's an earwig oh, tail is oh it's scorpion oh, no, it, no that's a devil's coat horse I think okay that's what they, they're called they okay. have like weird tails okay, maybe you should yeah. I'm just going to give it a Oh, okay. <laughs> Poor thing, this wants to live its own life. Okay, hi. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> in physical form. Yeah, so the, the begin? actual beginning of, of actually meeting up and doing something about it. So we decided that we'd organise some um, residencies. Originally we wanted to do all of this in six weeks, like arrange yeah. 
uh, everything and record an album, which mm-hmm. was kind of a very unreasonable ambition. Uh, <laughs> three weeks or six weeks, was it? Two weeks. Two After weeks? two weeks, oh, you're like, like oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> And just, yeah, like horse into it and horse it out and at the end. But actually, so then we had a residency in Kilroderry House in Bray, which is really lovely. Yeah. And then we had another residency in Killian Manor and we did some um, recordings there as well. And then, um, and then we did another two residencies in Liscanner in mm-hmm. a lovely old school house there mm-hmm. and then recorded kind of after the sec- the second one in Clare. Mm-hmm. So that's the fourth. So, so you had kind of three periods of, of being in, in a nice place and, and playing yeah. them. Yeah. And Zoe lives in France. So it's kind of interesting. It, it's everything's been very condensed into like, uh-huh. we have a limited amount of time. It's been really productive and really awesome. Yeah. Um, but we always forget to take breaks. So you have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, just having forced you into doing an interview in between your sound check uh, and before you do your gig. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, Zoe, um, not at all. Zoe, um, it's so you you're back and forth, and and you told me you're working in timber framing, right? So you've got like a yeah a world of a proper practical world going on. I'm kind of living two lives. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and so on in this life, it's the whole process of this project coming together. I think we were just saying you haven't really had time in the studio before, or, or kind of like this level of engagement with the layers of that go into this is new to you yeah i i was saying i I recorded a couple albums but always in sitting rooms or hallways and uh and so not really with the same uh grandeur yeah overnight accommodation (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's interesting working with two people who have clearly dedicated a lot of their time and life to music and so know a lot more about uh, what it means to be a professional musician Uh and how to work Instagram. the only uh, we, thing we can offer. I don't claim to know how to work Instagram. Which, which, is, which is what it's all about, of course. But um, so, Anamika, really I, I, I think that's underplaying uh, Zoe's role there in the uh, the equation. So it's just like for you, right, coming into this project after with so many other projects going on, like it must be like a totally different kind of energy to be among these people, right? And 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 how is that working for you? And how how has it been in terms of what's happened so far? Um, I love it. It's yeah. a re it's really challenging. It's mm-hmm. like mm, a lot more challenging than my own project, actually, in many ways. Yeah. Uh, like vocally, it's actually totally on another level mm-hmm. to what I would usually write with my own songwriting. I'm kind of, uh, it's just a different style of music, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah, physically challenging in that way. And then, uh, oh, it's just really, it's so nice to be working with two people who I've known for, what, eight, nine years at this stage. Yeah. Who are really good friends and um, and also women as well. I suppose mm-hmm. I haven't uh, been in this kind of working environment before in music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find it really yeah, eye-opening and exciting. Mm-hmm. And th- probably good timing in terms of having made your album and Bradman, you've just made, you know, released your solo albums too. So to come to this project this time, maybe it's a good time to do something like this for you. How do you feel? Um. Yeah, well, 
uh, these songs were badgering me for a long time. I yeah. was like, please honor us, please. Scratching at my door uh-huh. going. So it kind of feels like if I didn't do it now, um, they would have eaten me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just just but, on that, the, the badgering of those songs, how, how long have these been around? Or maybe you could tell us a bit about the songs, actually, that, that are in the process. Yeah, so there's two songs here that I wrote when I was 16, mm-hmm. which have been brought back to life <laughs> by these guys. So, so the, like the beginning um, almost of your songwriting, or, or, or roughly yeah, I think speaking, I started early about days? 14, 15. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, then, so that's interesting. That's really interesting. And those people love one of the songs, particularly that I wrote uh-huh. at 16. I'm like, really? Wow. Okay, cool. And uh, these guys, they were like all about it. And I was like, no. And they're like, yeah, encourage it. Anyway, and then some of them, um, I wrote them like over like about the last four years. Uh, I wrote two of them actually in uh, visiting Zoe in France. Oh, and right. Anamika was the first person to hear them. Uh-huh. Uh, we're sitting on a rusty tractor in France on a mountain. Uh, messing with them uh, and then the, interest, the reason I started to really really feel uh, like it was time to do it was I had been away in America in 2019 and like kind of in lots of circles of people like teaching songs and other people would be sharing songs and teaching songs and stuff and then I taught like a couple of my songs and then the next year I went back and this person I'd never met before was like hey do you know this song and sang my own song oh, yeah, right. uh, yeah. back to me different and I was like wow it's alive it's folk music and then I was like also like ah but then the weird like thing of like oh it already has a life of its own but I'd actually love to be the nurturer mm. the person to bring it to the highest form and then I was like really like well I don't know two better people to do it with than wow. Zoe and Anamika oh, what I a beautiful yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really glad I asked so, so I mean yeah. to, to were the, was it always going to be or had you will say you can't say from the ones going all the way back but like did you have a kind of a dream about how they might be arranged at some point along the way since then? or There were um, really kind of uh, quite simple arrangements mm-hmm. that I knew could um, be really expanded on and opened out. And it was like really beautiful and scary process to, uh, I don't know, it's really beautiful to collaborate and it's a really mm-hmm. beautiful uh, thing to interact with because it's like releasing because I, I do believe that songs are like offerings that are gifts that come to you and your job is to like honor them and offer them. But it's also really scary to be like, okay, I'm not going to be the leader of this song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like open it out and, and like make a really horizontal like um, thing, which is terrifying sometimes because mm-hmm. you're like, what if? But then like the stuff like say like Nashville is one of our songs, like would be completely different. Mm-hmm. If, and Zoe was like the surgeon on that song and like, the, or sorry, Willows. Willows would be completely different. And Nashville's as well has got a, like a whole chorus that. So it's like really beautiful to like, trust people to choose people that I know are like really want the best for for whatever they get involved in and, and really really appreciate the songs as mm. well I think and and then to be like watch them just is a beautiful and terrifying thing to be like I trust you take them and then like <laughs> but they did like they wouldn't be anywhere near as magical so I was just waiting to hear but it's like really but it's really lovely to yeah. <laughs> that to learn that collaboration process and like be like uh, of course, you guys would be the best people to do that. Oh, so yeah, so cute. Um, well, the thing is, <laughs> so cute. cute sorry, but it's, yeah, it's really interesting though. As being uh, a being I mean, creator, like, oh, there are the songs, and like, I could be like, no, it has to be like this. But and sometimes I was actually like that, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd I like think, to yeah. delete the word "cute" there. Actually, sorry, that's no, so totally beautiful. own it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like, um, so then, I mean, in terms of the technical <laughs> thing that has to happen, Anamika, right? So mm. what you're saying there is right. You you. You really have to work at the arrangements and then you have to 
a senior sound check and you have to really, you know, work at performing them and getting them right, right? Is, is there a good bit more technically involved than usual? Than usual. Oh, well, than, I, I guess singing solo or something like oh that. Oh my gosh. There is, that we've put in so much work. Yeah. Um, way more so. Again, I'm just comparing it to my own project because that's kind of the only other kind of main music project that I'm part of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a different, it's just such a different thing. Uh, trying to like, first of all, write the harmonies and then to then to rem- remember them and then to uh, and then to to sing them in such a way that we're we're blended. That takes such a long time, and I don't think you know that we're still working on that. That's a thing that will, you know, in a f- I feel like in a few years of performing, then finally it'll be like at a point where it's like ah, oh, we're we're totally getting there. And um, but but I I think it just takes so much work, yeah, um, to get to that, and it's just. Uh, it's actually been really, like, really, really inspiring for me mm-hmm. working in this group. Just uh, what, learn, yeah, watching the others work and just seeing mm-hmm. as a group how we work together and like the amount of time and, and effort put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm learning a lot for my own project, you know. Yeah. And and also the main thing which I'm learning is like communication as well. It's mm-hmm. like such a lesson in communication, <laughs> like just observing Brownman being able to just be like give her songs over and kind of share them with the group. I know mm-hmm. that was the whole intention anyway, but like for me, I'd find that so difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd find that very, very hard to let go of mm-hmm. a song that I've um, written. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and to see it kind of being uh, changed and yeah. um, worked on in that way mm. and, and arranged in a kind of sometimes totally new way. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of work and hours and Zoe here is like Miss, uh, anal on the harmonies, <laughs> <laughs> but in an amazing way, in an absolutely amazing way. Like, thank you, Zoe. <laughs> thank you for, for like, being oh anal, Zoe. <laughs> uh, you know, focusing on tiny minuscule things. And I think, Zoe, you might agree that this probably comes from your time in Berkeley and others and kind of singing groups. Oh, yeah. like, Tell yeah. us about you, that, Zoe. That sounds deadly. Um, I, I probably started, I went to a, a high school for music where we were doing classical music. And so we did a lot of ensemble stuff. And that was probably where like the detail came in was in choir. Mm-hmm. And then we did Valentine's Day singing grams, for example, where we were doing a oh, sort okay. of barbershop quartet arrangements for pop songs uh, to raise money for our year. Uh, that was a, a big lesson in arranging. Did they and go down well among the up. birthday people? Yeah, uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I automatically jumped the birthday. <laughs> yeah, it worked really well. It worked really, really well. Um, Sounds good. And uh, yeah, and then after that, I went to, to Berkeley College of Music, which was, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was that much. Maybe. I mean, I definitely learned a good bit more about music theory, um, but I wasn't working as much in ensembles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot about uh, the music industry. And that turned me off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why you're just after beginning your recording career. Exactly. <laughs> so I backed <laughs> off for a while. <laughs> but, but does it feel like some things that were back then are being kind of brought to fruition now with this dream project, if you could call it that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, had decided for a while that I was giving up on music um, uh, for loads of reasons. And then 
being asked to collaborate in this project, I, without question, was for it 100% saying like, this is basically my dream project. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine how making music could make more sense for me in, yeah, than in this kind of project at this point in my life. What about the kind of life that you live making practical timber frames and what happens with the process of refining and blending layers of music? Is there any Mm. correlation? Um, I've been told that I, uh, that I focus. Yeah. I've been told that I focus a lot on the details in timber framing too. (laughs) I think sometimes I need, and I'm learning on this in this project too, is like backing off and accepting things as a whole and kind of learning how to move forward without always digging too much in. Mm -hmm. Great. That's interesting. Learning that in both fields. Um, I think there's a whole lot of learning going on. The sun has settled down to bed. The day knee deep in nettles now. I'm wild away. When it comes to the just the one tree, so it's out in the garden, right? It's called out in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You're into it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can play a tiny snippet, but just, okay, so this is something that's like so different and so unusual and so incredible in every way. But so that is that something that has taken the kind of process of, of the few goals at, at spending time with the, you know, the, the time invested that you're talking about. To me, it sounds like something that's like, was that how it started out or is it some in somewhere, you know? No, we have a whole other version of that song. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that answers my question. But, you know, so there's a journey involved in making it to there. Yeah. So Add in the Garden was a song that Bramwin wrote. Um, and uh, we had, it was in three-part harmony with uh, Bazuki, and it still exists, absolutely. Um, we experimented while we were in Kilrudgery House. Um, there was a piano there in one of the... Um, in one of the rooms and yeah I think maybe it came from a maybe we were feeling a little bit stuck with the song or kind of wondering where else we could take it or thinking about the album as a whole as a whole and maybe trying to think of a, well, just a, a slightly different arrangement and, and so then uh, we started just noodling on the piano and doing kind of vocal sounds together and I think we have a recording, a half an hour recording of just improv. Okay. Um, and you play piano there, or is it Susan O'Neill? I am playing the piano. Okay. On the and Susan recording. plays what? And then we had Susan O'Neill. We for the for recording that song. We um, so it's the three of us and myself on piano, and then Susan O'Neill on kind of synths and yeah. uh, trumpet. So that was actually at a, the when we were doing the residency in Liz Kenner, and Susan was doing a residency at the Doolin Hotel at the same time. And we were like, "Oh, great! I didn't. I've never heard of this person." And uh, we hung out one night, drank wine together, and uh, decided that it'd be cool to collaborate with her. We didn't really know what that would look like, uh, and then we spent time in the recording studio, kind of testing a bunch of stuff out. And I think we're really happy with what it turned out as. Yeah. God, it's amazing. I always think artists in resonance would be better than resonance. How far, Brandon, are, like, so is there a kind of a, a map of where, it, like, we'll say a finished album, let's say, right? So, so where are you along that journey now at this point? 
Um, <laughs> I guess uh, we've just we've just finished in the studio uh, today. Or actually, no, we're going to do a little bit in the morning. Um, and so I guess like the record button is nearly finished being pressed. Mm -hmm. And so then there's still mixing and mastering and all that kind of. Mm -hmm. And has has been. all of the actual recording record button stuff? Oh, yeah. No, there's also a few other musicians that are going to be playing yeah. on oh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Including two Nathans. <laughs> Wait, one Nathan? At least one. At least one Might Nathan. be two. <laughs> who are on the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, who are right. friends in New Orleans who are going to do some oh, wow. grassy stuff. And who else? I already like the sound of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Uh, a Deirdre with a clarinet. Oh, Deirdre, who's, uh, who's on uh, my your album. album. Deirdre O'Leary. Nice. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to do something for one of the songs. And so then the actual physical recording has all been in Simon O'Reilly's place, has it? Or has it been around? Uh, yeah. We did uh, preliminary recordings with Brian. Um, I forgot his last name. McLean. McLean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Who is this? Brian. Br Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> in Killian. And that was really magical because we were recording in a very cold, wintry bar. Oh, yeah. It's really nice. Well, look, I've got the benefit of listening to what he recorded in Kilrodery. And I also have the benefit of being there a year ago with my daughter and with Miles Riley. Oh, yeah. And so I, I feel like that, you know, in this journey where this... Uh, I have yet to ask you about the name, but with, with where um, it has, it's, it's, it feels like uh, I was there just before it even started, and now it's just about to begin. So I feel very mm -hmm. privileged. But, but I heard those recordings with what Brian did there, and like to take what you do with the three voices and to turn it into something so fantastic in your headphones is pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I presume it's been continuing on that vein, in that yeah. vein. Yeah, and working with Simon was. Um really fun yeah. <laughs> we had a really like it was really lovely to be in the recording studio and all of us were like lying on the ground like listening back to the mixes and just okay. like he's like a lot of crack to work with and yeah. like he's yeah it's really lovely and like for that thing you're talking about out in the garden like we his recording studio is beside his house so he like brought us into his living room and like the piano and it was like really he really opened out his world to us which is really lovely Did, so. was there there was a garden involved so <laughs> well we had to drag all the sound equipment through a garden all right we put but, it out in the garden and, yeah. um, but like isn't that where you know I mean Anamik you've got and Brian you've both got experience of, of trying to like bring bring material to the per place where I think you said earlier about like the absolute best place you can bring it. And if there's three people involved and if there's four people involved with uh, the studio, then you're, but when you're all in it together, isn't that extra layer of magic? It's, it's in the place that you kind of find that or you have to, mm -hmm. or at least that's the best place to go to, yeah. to put that on it. Yeah. Is that, I well, wish I'd made it there by the way, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's in he, my mind. He was actually my guitar teacher when I was 11. No way. Yeah. And then he's, I recorded an unreleased album of seven years which is going to be released sometime, I swear. Uh, my first, when I was like 21, me and my twin sister, Julie, recorded an album with him. And then I recorded my solo album with him. So he's kind of like the person I recorded yeah. with. And I just, I really appreciate his mind. And he's so enthusiastic as well. He's mm -hmm. like a really, mm -hmm. he's really excited about like ideas. And I, I, I love working with him. I think he's mm -hmm. brilliant. Um, 
So yeah, that's it's really nice, and he is really invested in wanting it to be great as well. Yeah, because like okay, so you, you know what we were talking earlier, Anamika, about bringing the the actual songs to that technical level with the voices or with the instruments or whatever. But then there's another space then where it can grow again, right? So it must be good to be in that place. How, how does it feel for you to be in this place? Um. Yeah, I, like just focusing on Ida in the Garden for a second, is that that's kind of the one song that where yeah. we're improvising. Uh, not really, actually. There's definitely, sorry, Jack Wither, I've just realised that there's definitely some improv there. But I, I suppose that was, it was kind of surprising. For me, improv is like my happy place. I was in um, a group called Hex when I lived in Cork. And uh, we just like meet for jams and spend like three or four hours just... Um, playing away I think I was playing cello at the time and playing through kind of different kinds of pedals and stuff um so I really that kind of transformed my songwriting not that I uh, not that my music sounds like what I was doing with Hex but and um, just the approach yeah uh songwriting approach and how I um and, if, and the feeling I suppose that I'm that I'd love to get to with my own band yeah so uh, it's what so basically coming to this project and then and then there being an opportunity to improvise is like really exciting for me. Yeah. Like I really love doing that because it for me those are the times where I'm performing. I'm on stage and uh, I can get really lost in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's de- that's definitely kind of um, it's helped by the fact that we're really close as people as well and friends, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys just hate me and it's all a lie. Well, look, now is the time to reveal if it doesn't work like that. So <laughs> Come on, let's, it's, this is the podcast to... Uh, <laughs> really get it. <laughs> when the wind is high above the thorn tree And the stars are rising from their sleep I will go adore among the fairies I will dance and then for love I'll
When it comes to the, the, the detail and, and kind of being paying attention to the detail, is there also like, has there been, what have been the moments for you that have been the most enjoyable thus far that you haven't experienced before? Um, um, I think the feeling, maybe not that I have never experienced it before, but the feeling of uh, learning of <laughs> watching us grow together as a group and kind of see our skill level as an ensemble, uh, uh, get better and better. It's yeah. really impressive and feels really good. Yeah. And, uh, that's also why it's, it feels really good to be on tour because the songs are evolving as we play them live. Um, and yeah, that feels really good. And I haven't felt that in, a really long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so kind of discovering that with these people and rediscovering that in general mm -hmm. is exceptional <laughs> and extraordinary. <laughs> it must be an amazing feeling to be, you know, when the team works and it's getting better, it's like, that's, that's probably as good as it gets. Right. 
Um, so we've reached that part of the interview where I say, well, a year ago you didn't have a name apart from Zoe and Anamika and uh, Branwyn, but now you have a name collectively. So where did that come from? I think we decided to tell a series of colourful lies about Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Is this the first one of those? Um, or maybe there's been a few. Shall we on, just... on record. So when I was seven, there was an envelope that a flamingo dropped in my letterbox. And on the envelope it said, open it when you least expect it. <laughs> and then I found that envelope. Uh, two weeks ago when we finally found a name wonderful and in it was um, a bunch of Scrabble tiles and I and instructions and the instructions said eat cereal slowly uh, and pour the Scrabble tiles into your cereal bowl and when you're finished eating the cereal whatever letters you swallow (laughs) are the ones that are left out and the ones that are remaining in your bowl you have to assemble them into your band name Wonderful. And there we go. But actually, we actually spent 10 months going to 975 billion names. Really? There were some really good ones. Um, Can we hear the other one? No. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Dorks with Forks. Oh, Dorks with Forks. Um, Yeah. Didn't get very far. Girl and Real Horse. Uh, what, 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 I missed that one, sorry. A live girl in real horse. Oh, quickie and slowie go fishing. Oh yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> <Anna> <laughs> wouldn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were nearly last wife. We were very close to being last wife. Uh, there were so many good ones. What else do we have? Uh, oh. There was a lot of really, there's a lot of, I think the silly ones are the really memorable. Yeah. Yeah. What a, we had like, we, we me and Zoe would particularly, I remember we stayed up for like two hours, like giggling hysterically with like a piece of cardboard. Like. It sounds like a louse wife doesn't suit you, but it is a good name. Oh. oh. Was that a contender? It, it was. It was yeah. a contender, yeah. It's very punk, but it's amazing. It was yeah. runner up, yeah. Is it always oh, runner up? Yeah, it was runner up. Yeah. It's wonderful. I don't know. I think I prefer the, the winner. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your friend say it was like a mistake? What do they say? Mysterious philosophers. Oh, Rufus Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a teacher. Two of them or three of them said it was like a, the name of a teacher in Harry Potter or something. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's got magic involved. That's good. Yeah. yeah. A little tiny bit of magic. Um, so look, in terms of the gig is on the way, right? So how has how have the last few nights... Oh, well, I think you answered that question already, so, but maybe Anamika or Brandman, like playing and, and feeling the songs after such a long period of you know this thing we've been through so has that felt good to kind of bring after all your work to be has see faces in front of you when you're doing these songs uh yes and it's really funny because i feel like like it's such a weird process to have like i think this doesn't really get to happen in real life and outside of these strange times where you're like silently working on stuff uh-huh. behind the scenes for such a long time before ever playing a show and then recording an album before ever playing a show is kind of like a mad yeah. thing to do yeah. and then to also um sorry i just lost my turn of thought uh yes it's great it's really great <laughs> but it's also oh yeah because everyone's forgotten how to be an audience member and we've also forgotten how to be performers so it's just like there's this weird like slight awkwardness everyone's like yeah. oh yeah clapping and then we're like oh yeah hi and then like <laughs> there's this, this really funny process of oh, yeah. us remembering how to engage with crowds and, and stuff but it's been absolutely just such an honour and a delight to play them yeah what do you think Anamika? 
I agree with all of that. Yeah, it's just it's it's really fun actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, really fun to observe the three of us mm-hmm. um, and our stage banter, kind of like <laughs> oh, kind yeah. of observing Brahman and Zoe in like a different way in it or something, <laughs> and also just having to learn this a new dynamic of performing so normally i'm kind of solo and i feel yeah. like it's kind of a lot of pressure because i'm kind of the main one who has to talk you, yeah. yeah and and i find that quite uh, intimidating and then with the group you're kind of it's carried a little bit and mm-hmm. we're kind of working together and yeah it's been really funny like zoe if i can making everyone uh give me an r Oh. <laughs> for one of the games that worked so. cheerleading works wow, your inner your inner freddie mercury i was supposed to go give me an r Thank you. Give me a, I'm going to do it because you guys, this seems okay. I can do it. <laughs> Let's start over. Give me an R. Give me a U. Give me an F. Give me an O. Give me a U. Give me an S. Give me a Knight. Give me a Jar. What's that spell? <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't think I would pull that off. You guys pulled it off. And you spelled it. And I spelled it. Are you F? Oh yes. Still learning. Ah. So last night <laughs> we were in uh, Connolly's of Lep. Thanks, Sam. That was awesome. That was, that was fun. You guys probably know Connolly's of Lep. If you're a musician, you go to Connolly's of Lep. Be careful, <laughs> because they give you a lot of drink, <laughs> and, then, and then you don't sleep, and then you end up here, <laughs> like this. <laughs> Anyways, this song is, a, is an American traditional song called The Blackest Crow. Does anybody know that song? Still going for my cheerleading thing here. Anybody know that song? Okay, I know you guys know that song back there. Don't pretend like you don't know that song. All right, we got some. As time draws near, my dearest dear, when you and I must part. How little you know of the grief and woe in my poor aching heart. Each night I suffer for your sake. You're the girl I love so dear. I wish that I was going with you. Oh, you If I 
bright day would turn to night, my dear. The elements will it is a kind of a thing where it does feel like we're in a new phase of doing things but in terms just on the point of there being an opportunity would you both agree that what Brandman said about like this time of step stepping back has been a time where you get to plan this incredible thing that you're just about to do and this time you know I say, like, like COVID. yeah <laughs> another word we're going to put out but uh, yeah this time it's now become this time. But just just in terms of, I suppose, being, you know, Anamika, you're, you've been playing more, so you know what I'm talking about, about, the, you know, things shutting down and you're getting that opportunity. It's been put to good use here. This is mm. an example, right, of there being some time. Right. So, yeah, having a lot of time where I'm not performing. Yeah, to focus on something else. Yeah, yeah like I find gigging actually can be really distracting. Mm-hmm. So it's been, in a way, if... It's quite privileged to say, but kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess, having this yeah. this time. Um, yeah, and we were lucky to be able to have the opportunity to do that and be yeah. given residencies and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, having kind of uninterrupted um, time to focus. And yeah, so I think actually I've, I've really enjoyed this process of like working really hard, getting it up to a standard that actually feels 
uh, that we feel very proud to present yeah. rather than yeah, maybe, you know, after two weeks, a two week residency, maybe we would have been like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure, let's do a gig. And then it not really being kind yeah. of at a standard that we liked. And then maybe and maybe it could have just like run out of steam and then we wouldn't yeah. have like continued it. Maybe I, I feel like it's maybe worked for the better, you know, like mm. in this period, because the thing is that, you know, um, and, and I'm at that ambitious six or three week period is like I'm really glad it's because it sounds like from what I hear it coming to fruition is going to be a very beautiful thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, actually, Brandon, before we go, you might tell us where we are. Where is this bookshop is in? Uh... Oh, this, we are in Ennis Diamond <laughs> yeah. and uh, Salmon Poetry and the Salmon Bookshop. It's a beautiful bookshop. On Parliament right? Street. Yeah, it's nice uh, walking through. Mm-hmm. Got a good yeah, they're like impression. a poetry publisher. My mum is actually published with Salmon Poetry. Uh, and so they very kindly offered us their lovely conference room to wow. have this interview in. It's really nice. And thanks yeah. so much to them. And uh, good luck with the gig, Anamika. Oh, Zoe. Oh, I just I wanted to give out uh, give a little shout out to Steve O'Connor because mm. he came along with us for the tour and he's mm. doing video and it's been loads of fun working yeah, with him. I bet mm. you had no crack. <laughs> None <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah. It was a boring chap. There was no, thanks, no mischief Steve. at all. <laughs> um, yeah. I wish he was here. Right? Oh, yeah. This one goes out yeah. to Steve. So <laughs> thank you so much, Anamika, Zoe, Brownman, and oh. good luck with the show and good thank luck with so Rufus Nightjar. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thanks so for much. having us. My pleasure. Is anyone from Bulgaria here? Very good. <laughs> Just perhaps our our pronunciation of the Bulgarian language is um, not entirely precise, but um, we're we're getting there. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful language and um, singing culture over there. And uh, yeah, absolute honour to to learn this song um, of Radka. Um, it tells a story of uh, a young girl going for a walk in her local forest um, and she's walking along and she comes across a fountain and fountains are appear often in Bulgarian mythology and folklore um, and surrounding the fountain are a, a gathering of Haidut rebels and at the time they were fighting the Ottoman Empire and they're hiding out in the forest surrounding this fountain getting some water and they see this girl walking through the forest um, and they say, hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> they say, hey girl. <laughs> she says, hey. Um, and they say, uh, are there beautiful women in your town? And she says, yes. And they sing and dance beautifully too. So that's that's the story of this song. Um, and the girl was called Lalitza, so you might hear that throughout the song. Thank you again so much. Um, we, we have no other songs, so this is our last song. Na hai dushko to kla 
La le la 